Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Kiko Ellsworth. Kiko is an Emmy Award-winning actor, producer, director, who's appeared in hundreds of television episodes, films, and commercials. Several years ago, he dropped all his agents and managers, walked away from the entertainment industry to build a more fulfilling life for himself. He's now a kundalini yoga teacher, men's evolutionary life coach, teaches women self-defense, and has founded an online school called Mat University. He hosted and emceed Evolving Men of Color, a one-day virtual summit that focused on teaching men of color to be more empowered and provided them with the tools they need to be more successful in every area of life. I'm about to have a fun conversation with my new friend, Kiko Ellsworth, and we're talking about once you have you, you have everything. Ready to feel the joy and positivity that radiates from you when you're filled with love? Enjoy the powerful dose you're about to receive. Here's Kiko. Okay, everybody, you're in for such a treat today because I have my brand new friend, Kiko Ellsworth, with us. And you know what? This is about once you have you, you have everything. And you may be saying, what the heck does that mean? You're going to learn from, <laughs> from one of the masters. Welcome, Kiko. Thank you for having me. So blessed to be here with you, Debbie. Hell, greetings, everyone, as well. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. And I purposely remember, and I said right before we hit record, I said, I'm going to stop us from talking because <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to have a great conversation. And we started talking about the idea of, of betraying yourself. And you mentioned that you were the real you up until five so let's talk about who were you before five that you can remember anyway, and then what happened? Yeah, uh, well, I'll sum it up by saying my mother would always call me her, me her S-O-N shine, her son shine. And that's, that's really who I was. And she acknowledged that to me and called me that my entire life. So that was always my true north, even though I strayed off from that and went in every other direction and didn't behave like that or know that. So I've always been that radiant, light, joy, quirky, dancing, just expressive, silly, you know, outside the box, just no rules, just having fun me. Um, and then also being able to, you know, um, access other sides of me, like if, you know, um, um, just not always fun and silly, but also being the person that can actually access those other sides of, you know, compassion and, and depth. And also, you know, um, what I'm actually really, what I really love is in a weird way, accessing deep levels of pain and being able to express that. And, you know, I don't have a full story and I think that has to do with some past life stuff, but there's some sort of release and being able to express deep levels of pain. I just, I enjoy getting that out. I don't know if it's just for me, but maybe it's for others as well, too. It's part of the human experience. And, and it, you know, when you think about it, it's like, how do you know joy unless you have pain? The, the, the most blissful people we know have been through the darkest times. You know, that's that's how we have that level of perspective. So what happened at age five? You know, uh, it's a picture of me. My mom took it of me at my beat at the beach. And I was, I had this radiant look on my face, just exploding. My sister's looking at me like I'm crazy. My dad, my dad is walking away. So his back is towards me and my mom is taking the picture. So you don't see her. And that really is the story of my life. But what happened uh, shortly after that 
is there was an interaction with my dad and one of his friends. And long story short, um, you know, my dad, I, I ended up making that situation mean because what happened that my dad didn't believe in me anymore. And, you know, you know, my, my dad and his friend, they were, you know, street guys back in the day and they were young in their twenties. This was, you know, I don't know, 30, well, however long ago this was many years ago. And my dad's friend, I remember his name is Cornell Norwood. He had a son called Donnie and his son was eight years old and I was five years old. And so these are two street kids, street guys, you know, my dad and his dad, and they're like, you know, talking crap. And so Cornell calls my dad out and he says, so Drew, what are you saying? You saying your son can whip my son's ass? And I was like, you know, my, my dad said, well, no, he can't. And that's all I heard. I heard he can't. What did you make that to mean right then? I, I, it means that no, it, how that expressed in my entire life was that no matter what I accomplished, I didn't have the confidence. I didn't believe in myself. I had no self-assurity. I had no conviction. I could, I, I did lots of stuff in my life, but I didn't have me. I didn't have me. And so, you know, that was always an underlying uh, self-sabotage feeling that I had just at, you know, right here on my shoulder, no matter what I did or what I accomplished, where I went, it was always right there. And, and then, you know, think about it, what, what we feed grows. So if that's the idea and that's what you're feeding and then, you know, and your mind always wants to prove you're right. Now you're looking for, for confirming evidence to support it. Yeah. So you'll find all kinds of reasons and ways to confirm, you know, that you can. Yeah. Yeah. Until, yeah. until I went back and actually repaired that and really just changed that situation and realized that that wasn't, that wasn't true. My dad didn't really think that about me. That was more my dad and himself. And as I learned to separate myself and cut these sort of ties and cords and really start to operate with my own energy, then I really began, began to get my own self, my own power, my own swagger, my own joy, my own light and say, oh, yes, yes, this right. is me. Yeah. This is me. So and we all got that. Yeah. And I always try to get into the minds of my listeners, my viewers, and, you know, they've lived a, a whole bunch of life of I can. So how did it show itself for you in some of the choices that you made and some of the actions that you took? And when was the moment or when was the realization of like, wait a second, I don't have to believe this anymore. So show us what it looked like yeah. when you were living like that. So we have a sense of, okay, he gets it because he's been there. And then that, you know, my listeners are, are relating to it. And then what did you do to change? Because they want to know. Yeah. I, I, for a big part of my life, uh, let's talk about like the entertainment career. When I was on the TV shows and doing the films and the red carpet and the interviews and all that stuff, that was completely there. And so no matter what happened, you know, I was all operating from this sort of shattered, egotistical self where I never felt, um, I never felt, I, I, it's hard to put my fingers on it, but I never felt myself, I, I, had to, I had to keep doing these external things to, to sort of sort of build up an area inside of me that was like a black hole mm -hmm. that they would never fulfill because I was constantly looking 
for these external validations, the external uh, 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 tools, these external things to fill something that I could only be fulfilled from the inside out, not the outside in. So I won an Emmy award. I did these TV shows. And then, you know, I, I just turned away from it all. I said, this is, this is not it. You know, I met, I met a woman who ended up being my wife. And I said, she's, when I looked at her and I met her and got to know her, I identified that she had herself, even though I couldn't put my, I couldn't verbalize it, but she had her sense of self. There was a peace, there was a relation flow that she had with herself and self-love. And I said, she's got something that I want. I wanna be around that. I wanna learn, you know, mm -hmm. from her. I wanna be around her. And also she's pretty attractive too. So <laughs> I want to be, you know, I wanna be everything with her. So. Right. Um, but it's interesting because I actually ended up saying I want to be just friends with her because I didn't I didn't want to lose her friendship. But then that went all the way. She said, no, that ain't happening. We got married. We had a baby, which I'm glad we did. Uh -huh. And um, but she held a, a, a beautiful space for me, you know, that birthing womb uh, in our marriage, which I totally. I mean, I learned a lot. But on the other side, if you want to talk about showing up. I totally didn't know how to show up. I was never taught and that's okay, but mm -hmm. I learned a lot. Yeah, which and is so, and that's so important. And, and you know, there are so many people and, I, and I'm and i sure in the field that you were in, it's all about the external validation, you know, how you're viewed, what you have, what you own. And then, but it's so fleeting. It's like, okay, it's just stuff. But if the only measure of success is external, what the heck happens if you lose that? Who are you then? Yeah. And I guess you were seeing no matter what you have and, and you know, you had a lot of that, it wasn't, it wasn't doing it for you. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. So, okay. So you, so you realize that uh, here you're learning from this, you know, beautiful woman who is showing you it's an inside job. What did you start to learn? What did you see? Failure. <laughs> Every single day, you know, <laughs> although I, I knew that I was growing, I, I just didn't know, like just throughout the marriage, I didn't know how to show up. I didn't know how to be empathetic. I was so disconnected. And she summed it up at one time saying that she just didn't have the combination to my heart. And she didn't. And I didn't. Yeah. And no, nobody did. And, you know, that was something that I was fighting to discover myself this entire time. Like, how do I do this thing? How do I connect the dots? So long story short, you know, we had a completion ceremony as opposed to a divorce. And at the time we were co-parenting in the same house. She had a boyfriend. She came to me one day out of the blue and said, hey, I, I would love your blessing to uh, uh, move forward and give my heart to this man that I'm seeing. And then I literally, I said, I, I, okay, yes. I, I dropped the stuff that was literally in my hands, what I was doing. And we had a beautiful impromptu completion ceremony. It was more beautiful than our wedding. It was like the mixture of five intense emotions all at once, overjoyed, excitement, scared, like all of this stuff happening all at once, uh, victory, graduation. And that's when I got it. That's when all the light bulbs turned on for me. That's when I finally clicked. It finally clicked. It was like I was blessed, you know, because it's like I blessed myself by genuinely just wanting to bless her and have her 
experience love. I wasn't thinking about myself, but I really wanted to bless her with my heart so she could move forward and give her heart to this man. I genuinely wanted that for my sister. And, and I got blessed in that moment. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's a, that's a rough thing to do. And that really shows growth. Because if you weren't at the level you were at, you could never have pulled that off. So it, it shows how much you grew to truly, not just say the words, but to truly feel happiness for this person. You know, I just had someone on the podcast recently and she, she, uh, she explained a word, I never heard of it. And it's compersion. And compersion is the opposite of jealousy. And it's where you truly are happy for that person's success, happiness, joy, whatever makes them happy. And, uh, and it was a new word for me, but it sounds like you were doing a whole lot of compersion right then. And it's beautiful. That's true love. When you okay. love someone so much that you say, you know what, I love that this is a better fit for you than, than what was going on here. So that congratulations, man. That's wonderful. That's, that's huge. I think that's one of the hugest parts of my own personal growth that allows me, that undergirds everything that I do that's the foundation on how I'm able to move forward uh, in just a magnificent way for me is my love. Like I can truly say that I don't, I don't know you, Debbie, but I love you. You're my divine sister. I love you. If you were a man, if there was, I can, I can love everybody. Now mm -hmm. I don't have to have everybody in my life and they may even be toxic. I love you, but you better keep your butt over there. Mm -hmm. Same thing. You see what I'm saying? So, and I love myself. So, I'm clear about that. And that allows me to engage at a, if you will, like a divine level for me at least. And well, I'm always learning. And so. I want to stop you there because you could only love others if you love yourself, right? It wouldn't yeah. be, otherwise it's, it's almost like, let me show you I love you so that you love me, but you're not coming from that place. Nah, man, nah. Uh -uh. You're that's, coming that's, from a, a place of, I love myself. There's so much here. I got so much to give. That, and this, it's so cliche, Debbie. It's so cliche. And people are probably listening and be like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, I got to love yourself before you love someone else. And it's, and here's the thing. It's true. And loving yourself, you have to figure out what that looks like every single day, because loving yourself today is going to be very different than tomorrow. And this moment is going to be different than the next moment. Loving myself, let's just say in this moment may look like, you know, uh, 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 putting on exactly what I want to do and getting my mustache just right and <laughs> my stuff that I want. So I look good. So you said that may be one thing, but then the next thing may be expressing myself and saying, you know, Hey Debbie, you know what, what you did really hurt my feelings. And, I don't appreciate that. I know you probably weren't, you know, intending to do that, but this is how it affected me. This is how I took it. So can we have a conversation about that? It might look like that. And then it might look like having to take a cold shower. And then mm -hmm. it, it may look like different things. So loving the self looks like different things, but it's, an, it's constantly, at least for me, how I've identified it so far, it's constantly an internal game. It's a, an internal relation flow. Mm -hmm. What do I need in here right now? Okay, am I aligned with that? And what do I need in this moment? And the more moments that I can have in relation to self and being aware of what I need, that's what I'm, I'm calling self-love, self-awareness. So what do you say to the people? Because I know there are so many, and I see this with especially women, they feel that if they take the time for themselves, it's like self-indulgent and it's a worthiness issue and all kinds of other stuff, yeah. Yeah. but it's not, it's self-love issue. How do you, how do you get through to them that, no, 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 this is about self-love? Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, because that is definitely a big one, you know. Um, for something like that, it, it always depends on definitely the person on, on what their conversation is with self. But I think it really goes down to establishing um, and identifying what, like what that love is and how someone wants to feel about self and, and relating that to, you know, if other people and how they want to show up in the world, how they want to show up to self, because that's an old paradigm. Just like say, for example, a man that says, okay, because I look good, I'm going to attract a woman. You see him because I look good on the outside, but it's really about him looking good on the inside is how he's going to attract the woman, right? And same with the woman, you know, it's about being attractive to self and, but that takes work. How do I keep myself arranged? How do I keep myself clean? I get up, like say for example, and I give lots of examples, but before, like my daughter has basically never seen me get up. She's never gotten me up out of the bed. Mm -hmm. She's never got, I've always, always 99.9% .9 of the time, you know, except maybe when she sleeps with me or something like that, mm -hmm. she's never gotten up before me because I know that self-care is, if I take care of myself first, then I'm going to, imagine this, imagine this example. We all, we go to bed and we're, you know, we're kind of like dirty, you know what I'm saying? We, we sleep, we have these dreams, we do this stuff. And, and if our kid gets us up, we can just get up and go, huh, huh. You know, the kid is getting us up and we're waking up however we end up waking up. But we discipline ourselves, get up a certain amount of time early, get ourselves together, you know, do our breath work, do our practice, you know, get ourselves where we want, get ourselves, do our journey, do our reading, take our time, take our tea, whatever you want to take a walk, put your feet in the, in the, in the sand, in the ground, in the dirt, get yourself aligned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that is self-indulgent? Because now I can present myself properly and be the absolute best dad that I can be for my daughter. There's no question about that. And that's what we're talking about. Either getting yourself presentable and getting yourself clean and aligned so you can actually be your shining, radiant, sunshine self. Or you cannot do that and try to serve with clouds over yourself, with storms. It's yeah. like it's literally just that simple. It makes so much sense. And you know what it is? And I call it being congruent when the thoughts, behaviors, actions are all lining up and everything is energy. So people feel it. If it's just like an exterior kind of thing, you, you worked and you didn't work the inner or you have everything is aligned. Everything flows. It's like, it's almost like you ever see somebody like they're smiling, but their mouth, you know, it's like the mouth. Oh is my God. Smiling, right? I hate right? that. I mean, I mean, you God bless. I mean? But, oh my God. Right. Well, it's not like a, like a weird Botox thing. It's like real, like something's off. It's Trust like, it's that. like, it's like, it's like, yes. You know what yes. I mean? And trust yes. that because it's got to be real, baby. That real. sunshine has got to just shine. It's like we have to do the work. You got to figure it out. No one's going to give you the answer. The answer is going within. If someone is telling you, if whoever you go to, whether it be Debbie or someone else or Deepak or Oprah or whatever, if they're telling you to go here or go here or go here or go here, and if that person's not telling you to go here, you better go in the opposite direction because ultimately it's always going here. You yeah. got to figure this out. You got to do the work. That's the key. And there is no shortcuts. Mm -mm. You mm -mm. are a champion. You are a queen, a king, an empress. You are the light. You are divine. You are the love. You are the power. There is only love is the only power and you are love. But you got to figure out the love that is you, that you are the love. Once you figure that out, you got everything.
That's it. It's That's beautiful. It. You're and, beautiful. And then you let it, and then you can let it just shine. It's so true. So, and then everybody has their own recipe though, you know, like their own, yeah. what works like journaling or meditating or whatever. Yeah. What's your recipe? Tell us, walk us through. What is it that gets you like, by the time you're walking out of your space. Yeah. Right, I'll, I'll show you one of my recipes, place. one of my recipes, because here's the thing, it's evolved and changed over the years and it's, and it's continuing to evolve and change. So one of my recipes right now is when I, I go to sleep on time, I shut off my phone early, like around seven or eight, I turn my pager on, shut, shut my phone off. That's the first thing. And I allow myself to go to bed properly. I start having healthy boundaries with technology and things like that. And then I'll actually turn on some, uh, some spiritual music. I'll turn on some mantra. I'll turn on some Indian, you know, Native American chant, something to connect me to my ancestors, something like that. I'll put on some incense. The lights, I always let the lights go down. I don't ever keep on these, you know, uh, superficial uh, lights. I always let the lights, I let the lights be orange at night, just like a fire. And so I go down, you know, with my, my circadian rhythm, I, I let that happen naturally, right? And then, you know, I'll actually, um, I might, uh, depending on if I have my daughter or night, I'll eat what I need to eat. I might have a fire outside. I'll, uh, I might meditate. I might do some yoga. I might just chill. Um, you know, I'll do what I need to do for that night. I'll listen to what I'm feeling. My doing. I'll go take a walk. And I love going and taking a walk and looking into the stars and really checking in with myself. I think that's a key is constantly checking in with oneself. And I love to check in with myself before I go to bed. I love to check in and like really like connect and see what's there for me and get my thoughts together, recap my day, you know, think about the future, think about tomorrow, see if I'm aligned, see how I feel about everything. Like that, like that right there sets me up for the next day. And then and you know what, I'm going to stop you right there and then I'm going to have to continue. But think about, I remember Wayne Dyer said, you know, you have, here you go. You have a whole night to sleep. What are the thoughts you're thinking right before you go to bed? Because <laughs> you are marinating on all of that all night long. Right? Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. That's it. Yeah. You know, and then, and then I, I mean, that's the setup. Like if I do that on every night, my tomorrow is set up. It's, it's almost like I don't even need to get into everything else, but. And then I get into like the technical things, right? So I work deep from the inside, you know, and then I can start to work on, okay, then I have my plans. I check, I, I go through, I get my, I don't know my book right here, but I got my book. I look at my, I check in real fast, maybe with my 90 day goals, my 30 day goals. And then I look at that. Okay. this is my weekly. And then I, I recap my day for today and I write that stuff down, do a, you know, what am I grateful for sort of thing? And I plan for tomorrow. Okay. These are the things for tomorrow. I feel good about that. Boom. And then, you know, I might drink some water, go to bed. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how, I think that's, that's all I'm gonna say. That's the most important thing. I, I'm not gonna get into the morning or anything like that because it's, it's really one thing at a time. And at times we have to just put in these, it's like got, life is chess, it's not checkers. So we have to strategize one move, right? That one move is gonna be very powerful and how you end your night is just powerful. Don't even think about tomorrow, just work on the night. Just work on the night. Just start getting that arranged. And then that you get that golden, man. But you, you know what I love fight. what you said? Yeah, I love what you said about checking in. Because I think so often we're like we're like separated from the head and the rest of the body. We don't check yeah. in. It's yeah. like, how is this feeling? How am I moving about my day? Am I just numb and avoiding and distracting? Or am I connected and really uh, sensing and feeling what's going on here? And how am, you know, how am I responding to things? How am I showing up? Yeah. And it seems like you're taking the time to just see how you're, 
how you're personally showing up. What energy are you bringing to a situation? You know, what love are you bringing to a situation? It's, it's beautiful. Absolutely. What do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? Uh, that you are the ultimate power. You are the love. You are the expression of love. You are love itself. You are, love is the only power that there is. That means you are the only power that that is, but you have to remember that and remember yourself, who you are. And then once you have you, whoo, baby, you will have everything. Boom. I, I love that. I love that. And I know there are people saying like, yeah, easy for him to say. He's just all, you know, he's done all these great things. What do you say to that person who's still on the fence? They're still like, no, nope, they're like resistant, you know, yeah, hanging yeah. on. From, from, uh, six, six years old to 40 years old, I was lost in a dark room. I got really good in the dark room. I can give examples after examples after examples, being the womanizer, having to buy the cars, you know, uh, being insecure, never feeling like a man, you know, uh, all that stuff, you know, being lost, there's gold in nuggets and being lost, you know, just getting, get good at being in the dark while you're in the dark, because once you're out of the dark, you're not in the dark anymore. You'll never have a chance to get that wisdom, to get those nuggets while you're in the dark. So while you're struggling, like find the beauty, find the, the, the love and the struggle, because look, no matter what you feel about where you're at right now, this is life. And once you can establish certain truths, then you'll start to start to build yourself out. Life is beautiful no matter how you feel about it. Life is amazing no matter how you or I feel about it because life is like this, boom. It's like the Colossus at Magic Mountain. You're going to feel great. You're going to feel bad. But if you can establish a fact, a truth, that life is amazing and that you are here for life no matter what, then you're going to be able to go with the ebbs and flows because you said, I'm an advocate of life. Boom. I love yeah. Will Smith for that because he speaks about that all the time, you know? So once you can establish that sort of thing, then you'll be able to uh, weather the feelings part of it. And then that, that will pull you out. Things like that will start to pull you out of these, these feeling places. Beautiful. And it's all what makes up the fabric that becomes you. So Kiko, I love everything you shared. Where do we go to learn more about you and the great work you're up to? Uh, just check me out on Instagram, Kiko Ellsworth with two L's and you can find me and connect from there. Oh, Kiko, what a joy. Seriously, I know there you just shared so much wisdom, insight, love, <laughs> and joy to all of my listeners and, and viewers. I just want to thank you so much for who you are and the gift you gave us today. I love you. I appreciate you, sister. And I love everyone out there as well. God bless you all. God bless. You know what I love about Kiko? He's a living, breathing example of owning your stuff, healing your wounds, and getting to the root of who we are. Love. Stay in touch with Kiko by going to kikoellsworth.com and we'll have all of his information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. A simple word or phrase can create a belief that left unchecked takes you down a long dark road until it's looked at and healed. In Kiko's experience, it was hearing his dad tell someone else that Kiko couldn't do something and that attack to his sense of worthiness, created years of searching for external validation only to find that it's fleeting at best. It's the internal validation, the self-love, the self-care, the idea of honoring and loving ourselves 
That's what feels best. Then we're not dependent on anything external to validate us. It feels nice, but we don't need it to feel worthy. Now, a painful experience can absolutely shatter our sense of worthiness and more. So take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you can find at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz to see what may need cleaning up so you can show up powerfully in whatever it is you're ready for. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.